0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Responsibly Irresponsible. This week we have Maya, who is a artist, a published author, and a graphic designer. We're going to uh, be speaking with her today. And uh, Maya, why don't you say hi to the people? Hello. I like that vote
1: of confidence, a published author. I ain't published yet, boy.
0: Don't you have, <laughs> Don't
1: you have a published book out? I'm not by like any any standard of publishing. I have a book that I wrote when I was 14 and I printed it and got a cover made. But like, thank you for the vote of confidence.
2: Okay, speaking it into existence.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually really good because I'm I'm hoping for that to actually happen here in like about two, three weeks. I don't know. Whenever September 3rd rolls around.
2: All right, okay, so close enough, you know. Yeah. Yeah, close enough.
1: Basically, yeah, for, for probably published author in the sorry. near future.
0: Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, so we already tried this podcast once, and it didn't work out because the audio was trash. But now we, <laughs> you know, we're a different podcast now, and we have <laughs> some things
2: handled. Um, I just love how you're just casually lying to everyone listening.
0: Yeah.
2: How <laughs> am I lying? Oh, <laughs> things Oh man.
0: We we tried this podcast before everything happened with the virus <laughs> and the audio was just trashed. The podcast the the podcast was great. We had a great time with Maya talking about all sorts of awesome topics, but it was just not usable. So now we have to redo it and here we are. In Maya's back. Me she back. came back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so um all right. You Miami want to too. start us off, Cliff? Ding, ding, ding. Sure. Of course. Why not? So, um, Maya. Yes. Um, graphic designer. Uh, your artwork is all over Instagram. Now that I follow you, I get to see it all the time, <laughs> which is really good. Um, so the M3 creative. Uh, I know when we first talked or we first spoke, um, he went over the, the anagram that you have as your logo that I really like. Um, yeah. Is it, wait, is this the anagram still? Yeah, it is. Yep. It's still the same logo. So and even the, uh, then the M and then the three creative, like it's very smooth, very cheek. Um, so how has your, your process been during, I guess you, well, don't we call it quarantine still because people are outside. How has your, your artistic <laughs> process been? Has it changed any since COVID has hit Shoot. since the last time we had spoke?
1: Thankfully, it actually hasn't like a whole lot. Um, I mean. I, I do everything on a computer. So I've actually had quite a few clients since um, since all this started. And I haven't really super been affected by it in terms of like designing anything. Because I sit at my computer and I email people things. So that's my whole job. Um, <laughs> but I think I, I did take a little break there because I, it was just, you know, it was a lot. Like everything was going on and just trying not to die. And so I, I took a, a yep. brief little hiatus from it but i'm I'm back at it now and
2: which is fair which is fair yeah yes. i think
1: a lot of people ended up kind of i mean obviously a lot of people ended up doing that everyone was at home for a while so yeah I, I took a little break but i'm back at it and we'll uh we're 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 hustling like i said gosh in the in the beginning things are things are happening and they're happening very rapidly and i'm just about not able to keep up but
2: yeah well, that's really good i mean that's I mean, what more could you ask for as an artist right now? Like that's amazing that uh everything is still working out how it's supposed to be, or if not even better. Yeah. Uh, so far with your clientele coming in at a rapid pace, uh, is there is there a very is there one specific client or project that you have coming up that you're working on that you just cannot wait to get it out or that you feel is a little more special than the others?
1: Yeah, I've got um well, I'm working on something for a friend right now. I'm working on like a whole a whole branding suite for her. She's an artist as well. And she's really fun to work with. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. That's coming up pretty soon. So hopefully you guys should be able to see some of that on my Instagram. And then I'm really hyped because this actually all just went down today. But I actually got a uh, a mural painting job here in town. And I'm going to be putting one of the designs that's on my, uh, my Instagram page on a a historical building and like one of the businesses in the like, uh, kind of up and coming West side here in town. And I am, I am so excited for it.
2: Wow. That's awesome. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's really good marketing too.
0: Yeah,
1: that's that's what I'm thinking. Cause I've been kind of trying to distribute (laughs) some cards get the word out that hey i also like paint signs and stuff and i i draw big letters and yeah uh, your
0: instagram is popping
1: yeah yeah here lately especially and so I, i'm trying to get the word out that i i do that as well like it's not just graphic design but i really love sign painting so hopefully this will be a, a something to keep up with and and get the word out that hey i do this as well
0: yeah I will say too your your sign from your signs to your graphic design that i mean I guess i guess that kind of correlates but like your your um spectrum that you can go through it's not not like one thing you you're very good on a lot of different styles and I think that's awesome
1: i try i try i think that just is a testament to the fact that I get bored easily <laughs> <laughs>
2: so when you're when you're creating or when you're an artist that's in two two lanes like you are with you know graphic design and with the sign painting how do you or maybe i shouldn't say how is your process different for each each lane like do you approach it differently than one from the other or is it the same you know you just pick up and just go
1: yeah i think it kind of depends um for a lot of like the sign painting like the design that i'm going to be putting up uh on the wall there uh it's, it's typographical, so it's mostly letters. It's a design that I actually did up on my computer, and I'm going to be transferring it with a projector onto the wall. So I, I am approaching it kind of similarly in that, you know, you, I already went through the process of actually designing it and laying it all out, but you still have to kind of look at it the same way, and... It, use the same principles of like, okay, where is this going to sit on the wall? How is this going to look from the road? How's this going to look when you're standing right in front of it? And and yeah. all the technical aspects of that. Um, I haven't actually done any freehand murals yet, but I think the process would be similar just because in order for something to look good, I mean, there are like rules for design for art that lend to something looking really appealing. And I, that's how I do any type of, art whether it's design or whether it's like painting or drawing or illustration or whatever kind of approach it with that eye but also like have fun with it
2: yeah okay and so we've had well we've had a few different types of artists on here now uh i I know the process of actually getting your work out and getting the right eyes to see it can be very difficult and it it tries your patience (laughs) so how how have you been uh I don't want to say, well, I guess I could say hustling, hustling to get your, your artwork out, your, your vision, the things that you can do, you're capable of, how have you been able to get the right people to see it to maybe help, you know, open up opportunities?
1: It's, it's a combination of just kind of persistence, like, cause of course I have the Instagram account and, and when I'm not taking a break from it, I, I do try and post like every day, every other day, keep it out there and, and keep posting new things making sure that there's like a, a wide range of stuff that can appeal to a lot of people. But I do think like knowing people is really important as well. Um, mm-hmm. Cause that's a big reason I just got this mural job. Um, and it's because my dad uh, has actually done some, he's a carpenter um, does a lot of like fine woodworking, like cool stuff like that. And he's worked for a lot of those businesses down in the West side. And he um, is actually going to, uh, he's going to be. They're helping me, like, kind of uh, fielding some of the uh, the conversations with different people that he knows. Um, but he mm. actually was the one that uh, introduced me to this guy down here who I'll be painting the mural for. So I'm really appreciative of that, and that I think is a big help too, knowing a lot of different people.
2: Absolutely, like, yeah, I, I know yeah, we always awesome. talk about networking and mm-hmm. and branching out. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny, Like I said, you never know who's watching. You never know opportunities could pop up. So that's that's cool. That's that's dope that you had that connection to. Uh, this is because I'm sure this will be big for your artwork. Just I mean everybody's gonna be able to see it. Yeah, especially it's, if it's on a historical building. That's crazy.
1: It's in a pretty high traffic area too. Like there's lots of little restaurants and like microbreweries around there in that same area. So I'm really excited that it, first of all that the. The owner of this business was so ready for it. Like he was like, Yes, absolutely. I've been looking for somebody to paint a mural. So, like, perfect. Where do you want it? Which was crazy. And uh (laughs) it's exciting because there's gonna be a lot of I think eyes on it while it's going up. And then after that, I think it's gonna be like a landmark for people to come and you know, people love murals, they love to pose in front of murals. So
2: exactly. I was that was literally gonna be the next thing I brought up. I was like talking about marketing. If it's a nice mural that people would love to stand in front of, like, what? That's Instagram. Uh, Yeah, exactly. People
0: are suckers for murals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and back to what Cliff said about, like, the art and how it appeals to different people, that's just such a special thing about art is that one thing that doesn't quite appeal to one person might really touch another person. And and being in such a high-traffic area like that, you know, it gets so many eyes and so many like people, like if, if they see that and they're like, Oh wow, that's amazing. They're going to be taking pictures of it. Like you said, posing in front of it. And then the fact that it's in front of, uh, uh, what you said, a pizza place.
1: Yeah. It's on the side of, uh, it's actually, it's a, it's a business has been around in, in Cookville for years. Uh, this old older couple actually owned the business back in, man, I don't even remember now. It's, they've been there for a long, long time, but they sold it to, uh, uh, a guy that worked as an apprentice uh, for them. And he owns it now. He's actually the one I've been dealing with, which is, it's really cool. Cause I, I mean, I knew the the couple that owned it previously and I know this guy and it's neat to be a part of that.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you is the town you're in, is like kind of like a small town?
1: It's it, halfway between like a small town and a, like a, a bigger city. It's got it's a college town so it's fairly small like size wise but there's a lot of like kind of moving and shaking going on especially with the older areas of town they're getting mm-hmm. uh, kind of not built up but they're they're getting modernized and, and people are trying to move into to cooler like old facades on the uh the old side of town which is neat it's cool to see that get like transformed and kind of upgraded a little bit
0: sounds exactly like what Lakeland is doing right now yeah 100 percent. it reminds
1: me a lot of Lakeland actually it's it's somewhere between like small town and big city and it's a neat area to be in and try and like make a niche for myself and
0: yeah and that's where that's where art thrives in these in these kinds of areas because there's such an up-and-coming you know of everything of buildings and businesses and people so it's like,
2: yeah. this is so like, we've got we've got a, a college town, and a mural that's going to be on a historical building. It's like, yeah, your Instagram posts are going to go up <laughs> dramatically. I mean, up, I, I'm dramatically. so
1: excited to get to get working on this. I wanted to circle back to what Cora was saying uh, just a minute ago because I thought it was really interesting what you were saying about uh, like murals connecting with people and them kind of sharing pictures of them it reminded me of um back in march when the the tornado went through tennessee uh in i believe it's in germantown it was in east nashville there's the you know everyone's seen the i believe in nashville mural Mm -hmm. um and the building that that was on actually got taken out by the tornado but the mural stayed up and that got circulated around like twitter instagram facebook like i saw that picture so many times and I I thought that was neat because what you were saying about like murals and and like bigger art resonating with people in that way I, I thought that was a really good example of that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, art has a has a funny way of resonating with people, in, in all forms. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's 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 really cool. I'm actually super excited. Like I can't wait to see what it done what it looks like when it's done. Like I'm not really want to see how it's gonna look. Cause... Yeah, I'm hot, oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And wait, so hold on, side note. So uh with murals, do artists sign murals? Yeah, no. usually.
1: Uh it I yes. guess it kind of depends. Uh I mean, I've <laughs> seen some that aren't signed or are signed in kind of a more discreet way, but I plan to.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. That's what I wanted to
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Heck. Yeah. Usually, I mean, here in Lakeland, there are some huge murals that are signed, like very, like in your face, and there's others that are not signed. It just depends on the person that is ordering the mural. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it depends on on who you're
1: doing it for. Because if you're hiring it out for like your business like if if they're painting like your business's name out of the side of the building i think you're less likely to be able to sign it in a
0: yeah in your
1: face way but if it's like art for the sake of art oh you better believe i'm signing this (laughs) yeah exactly
2: it's like you know in 2020 is like everyone signs their murals like with their instagram at oh god (laughs) imagine imagine um so uh speaking to your art and all the other things that you're involved in in the um the episode, I'm like, I'm, I'm referencing an episode that people haven't heard because right. it dropped. But we had a conversation <laughs> about um, your self-diagnosis of um, wow, now the word has just slipped my <laughs> mind. Like that's so crazy. Your autism? self-diagnosis of autism, yeah. yes, thank you. Yeah.
0: That fascinates
2: me so much. Like I love hearing about how you've used this and you've leveraged it to help you be better in your in your work. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Um, I've actually been thinking about that more lately. Um, I don't know, I'm talking with a therapist, as I was saying. I'm, th- I'm talking with a therapist about getting some assessments for that and, and a couple other things that I'm just curious about. Um, so that's in the works right now, if I can get off my butt and like, actually call them and get over my fear of talking <laughs> to people on the phone. Um, but I think it, it affects uh, my art in kind of a a different way because... I mean, like a big thing with autism and and stuff in that kind of bent of different uh, neurology, I guess, is like I experience sensory things a whole lot different. Like I can't I can't do the dishes like let me just out here and say this. My husband does all of the dishes in our house (laughs) because the thought of it and like touching the wet plates and the soap and all of that it just makes me want to hurl uh I can't do huh. it I will be like sobbing into the dishes as I'm doing that it's it's a problem <laughs> so I'm like
2: okay
1: more sensitive to like sensory experiences in that way like sounds and and bright light and and all of that but I think it also contributes to art in I mean like art is kind of a a projection of how you view the world so I think it, it colors that in a a different way I've noticed like a lot of my designs tend to be more muted colors because like bright colors are like an assault on the senses I hate it like mm-hmm. <laughs> and so okay. I, I suppose it I'm trying to branch out of that I, I I do want to do more colorful stuff sometimes it can be really nice to look at something colorful and and that's like an experience in and of itself um mm-hmm. but yeah it it affects my art in in that kind of way just I'm more in tune I think to the visual way that things like affect me and I like to make things that that
0: give me that happy brain juice you know
2: yeah yeah yeah. no that makes complete sense there's a lot of things that we don't think about yeah yeah
0: and, and on the same topic like with your daily struggles of like what triggers you and what doesn't Um, As far as your creative process, what kind of like as far as being on that spectrum, what aids to your creative process and what hinders your creative process?
1: Uh, I'm thinking like accommodations wise, I'm already planning like what I'm going to (laughs) bring for the mural. Like I'm bringing uh, some noise canceling headphones. I'm going to be wearing sunglasses. I am going to probably have an umbrella set up because if I get overheated. I will freak out. Like I hate the feeling of sweat. Um, I'm already planning accommodations for that. So that Mm -hmm. aids my process. I cannot like with loud cars driving by and I know I'm going to be right by a road. So it, it, I have to think about all of this stuff in advance. And while I'm super excited for it, it's like, okay, I have to get ready and I have to prepare and make sure that my body will be able to go through with this experience. And I won't like be absolutely wrecked by the end of it. Um, and the same with when I'm doing stuff at home too, I usually end up with my headphones on some tea, like something uh, that I can have in my mouth to chew on, like just kind of keep myself busy, even though I am actually busy. Um, which sounds odd, but you know,
0: no, it actually, it actually doesn't. I'm I'm thinking the more you're talking, I, do you have like a form of, ADD as well that
1: that's one of the things I'd like to get assessed for because I think autism and ADHD in girls tend to present in really similar ways and tend to kind of go hand in hand so I'd like to see you know where do I fall on either of these uh yeah kind of diagnoses because I I see a lot of uh ADD ADHD traits in myself as well
0: yeah and I mean I am a diagnosed ADHD mm-hmm. by a doctor. So yeah, when you're talking, like a lot of the stuff you're talking about, it like resonates with me, mm-hmm. except, except, you know, sobbing into dishes. Right. Yeah. That's totally thing. <laughs> that's like a me-centric. Pretty, <laughs> <laughs> I can do dishes pretty like normally, but um, as far as like having something to chew on, having mm-hmm. noise canceling headphones, like when I'm focusing on something, it's like, I almost need noise to have silence. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep. Oh yeah,
1: when I'm even when I'm writing, which doesn't make a lot of sense, I will have music going because I need the extra input there. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying because I've as of been doing like more creative stuff, I've been mm-hmm. wanting I'm I'm learning how to edit and I'm editing with a lot of uh vocal like editing vocals mm-hmm. and speech. And I don't know what it is, but if I don't have some sort of music, either playing outside my headphones or playing very low inside my headphones, I can't, it's almost like I can't comprehend yep. what I'm listening to. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. it's, it's very strange, but um, it's, uh, I'm glad there's more people. This is out there very
2: interesting to hear because I, I, being someone who, I'm not diagnosed with any of these things. this are things I don't even think about. Like yeah. I, if I'm writing, I mean, like I might listen to some music from typing an essay, but like I don't need it per se.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, to me, actually, in some forms, if I do listen to music while I'm writing um, or reading, there cannot be lyrics because it will take my attention. It's so weird mm-hmm. to I will me. St- <laughs> I will start rapping or singing along to the song and it'll mess up the entire thing like i'll start typing out <laughs> lyrics instead of my thought process of the essay like that just, is I will so s- funny yeah i yeah. will
0: say that with that with it as far as like lyrics and, and non-lyrics there are certain instances where i need no lyrics I, I i get that but like the more i don't know the more like there's some instances where i need crazy music like fast yep. upbeat in-your-face music loud, and there's some where I need that subtle, classical, you know, just orchestra, orc- orchestral? Orchestral, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in, like, the background kind of music. So. Yeah,
1: it's funny. It's almost like my brain is too loud, and I need something to kind of distract me from the noise oh that's going goodness. on inside my head, yes. kind of channel that, yeah. No, yes. I totally get that.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say this. I think I said this in the last... the the episode that never happened mm-hmm. um <laughs> i get episode. this i get this a lot like i want to say almost every single day my brain is running so fast thinking about so many different things i sometimes can't comprehend what my brain is doing like i can't sometimes i can't comprehend my own thoughts because i feel like it's so jumbled up and so like jumping from one thing to the next to this this that to that to that that i can't like even if i sit down and do close my eyes and just try to decipher what's happening in my brain there's instances where i just can't Mm -hmm. and like sometimes i i can like like pick out certain words and like certain like things to kind of put together like what i'm thinking about but there's certain times, like, I mean, my wife will ask me sometimes, like, I'll be pacing for no reason. She'll ask me, what are you thinking about? Why are you pacing? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm trying
2: to figure out. <laughs> I, I can't make
0: sense <laughs> of it. There's too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So pacing
2: that, to understand.
0: Yeah. Is that something that happens to you as well? Or is that, is that just me?
1: Uh, I think it happens to me in a slightly different way. I have a lot of things going all at once in my head. And... I can kind of compartmentalize them enough that I will. I, I can like think about one thought for a second, and then the next one kind of shoves it out of the way, and I'll like mm-hmm. go down some kind of rabbit hole of of I'm thinking about this now. Like, uh, yeah, I I get the general bent of what you're saying, but it is a little bit different. I yeah, I tend to have very like linear thoughts, but okay. there's just a lot of background noise. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Have either of you guys ever thought about uh like just writing your thoughts down? I, mean, I know that sounds I mad simple, so like, have you ever like about putting it on yeah, paper. I can't either? I can't write lists.
1: I can't keep a journal. I can't do mind mapping. It's all it's oh. like worse.
0: <laughs> I will I will say this. I actually have been writing stuff down. Um but it's not like really like my thoughts. It's just kind of like stuff I need to get done. Yes. If, yeah. I, if I don't write down things like in reminders that I have to get done. I will just totally forget Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, I, no, I need I, reminders yeah. and like notes so, everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I am a, a little dementia patient. I've got like sticky notes. <laughs> yeah, I have been doing that. Like, okay, when I get home, I need to do this. I need to edit. I need to get this done, you know, that kind of stuff. And then like if I think about something that I need to buy in the future, like I put that down. Like, But as far as my thoughts, like it, it just goes back to the fact that I most of the time don't know what I'm thinking. So until that thing happens, you know, I won't know. Right.
2: Which is weird, but. So does this process that you guys go through, like mentally trying to figure out what your next step is, is it, does it cause anxiety?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Like. For sure. Because a lot of times, like, because I think what you're describing in, in a way, Corinne, is like executive dysfunction, which is. A big thing in autism and ADHD, and it's like, I don't know, when I'm starting a task, or like like today, literally today, <laughs> I will illustrate this for you. I have had laundry that I need to put away for a long time. It's mm-hmm. just been sitting out, and it's because <laughs> there's like a couple of baskets of it, and the process of doing it, and the, I, I have to go through the steps of, I need to take the laundry out of the basket, sort it into shirts, pants, socks, etc. Mm-hmm. I need to then find the drawer that they go in, put it all in. Like the process of breaking all of those steps down is so overwhelming that mm-hmm. I didn't put my laundry away for like almost a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that too. Because it's like, it needs to be done a certain way. And if it can't be done in that certain way, just you you, you can't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, so. I don't know how
1: to break it down. I, I literally today had to put on uh, a movie that I wanted to watch. And and use that as like a carrot on a stick to get me mm-hmm. in there, so that I could start in and like decide all the steps that I was gonna go through and execute to put my laundry away, which is ridiculous, but that is my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's a that's a big thing because like a lot of that kind of stuff can be, I think, falsely diagnosed. Like I obviously am a procrastinator, but like a lot of that stuff is falsely diagnosed as procrastination Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily that i mean yeah i guess it is a little bit but like it's the fact of i can't do this unless these certain Mm -hmm. like factors are met (laughs) yeah because it will ruin me or i just won't do it
1: yeah i mean i got called a procrastinator all the time as a kid like brushing my teeth was such a big battle because a toothpaste burns my mouth hate it Worst sensory experience in the world. Uh, I hate the bristles on my gums. Hurts. It's awful. Uh, do not recommend. And then <laughs> I was also a child, and I could not express all of that in, like, kind of coherent ways. And so mom would tell me that you're you're procrastinating because I would literally, like, find excuses to not go brush my teeth.
2: Yeah. You know, it's it's so interesting to hear you talking about different sensory stuff like this because, like, I – I don't know, like I don't I don't have that. So it's just like it's so interesting to hear that because I, I also heard there's a lot of musicians or uh producers who have a uh, synesthesia mm-hmm. where it's like their sensory is audio but they hear I mean they see the sounds
1: yeah that mm-hmm. they're making. That's really which is cool so today. cool <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. me. That's
2: so dope. Like I, I, I couldn't even put that into words and most of them can't either, but it's just like I literally see like this beat has a certain color to it. Yeah, is like, like, crazy, yeah. So like the ideology behind having like all these uh either enhanced sensory or something that is just for me that someone that doesn't deal with it it's just like oh wow like I never thought about like how that might be a problem
1: yeah how like other people <laughs> view the world it's really interesting to think about it like like at its barest it's kind of a oh this person sees the color red differently than I do
0: type thing yeah
2: yeah so exactly. on
0: that on that topic of music like how does his music is a huge vital part of my life and always has been mm-hmm. for you. What is like, how do you say, you, you said like, you know, having music playing in the background, having music playing while you're writing or reading um, is sometimes necessary when you're doing something. So like, how, how would you say that music has affected your day-to-day life?
1: Helps me concentrate.
0: Like that's the first thing
1: that comes to mind. It it helps me concentrate because it kind of gives me one thing to focus on. And like Mm when I when I sit down to write, like it is my routine. I I get my my document out. I start Spotify and I open up a tab on Google Chrome because I need some visual distraction as well in order to stay focused, which is ridiculous. But Mm
0: -hmm.
1: no, yeah, like music kind of helps me get through I I have music playing just about all of the time, honestly. When I'm in the car, when I'm at home Mm -hmm. cooking, like when I'm doing whatever i usually have music going because it just kind of helps me concentrate like get through things and i suppose it probably has something to do with um the fact that like you can kind of set a time limit for yourself with music as well because like a song is a certain length and oh i know i need to go do this and it will take me approximately this long so i'll take me approximately
0: 10 songs yeah exactly yeah (laughs)
1: so it's a way to kind of plan the day which also really helps. But yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. Music uh, gets me through my day.
0: Yeah. I I would say like, not only that, as far as like day to day, like music helps me in so many ways. I feel like I'm more productive. I'm better at what I'm doing when I'm listening to music. Mm
1: -hmm. Kind of get in the zone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But also like on the side of like I don't know music is in itself is so beautiful for the fact that music can invoke an emotion through just sound Mm -hmm. like it can make you feel a certain way it can make you remember a certain memory that maybe you have not thought of in a while or it, it can you know make you happy make you sad make you uh think deeper like all these things and like all the different genres of music um, have these different like things that they can bring out, and mm-hmm. everyone's different in that fact. Like classical music for me might not do the same thing as classical classical music for you or for Cliff. So it's like that that kind of I don't, know, I don't even know how to describe it. Like the art of music and how it affects our day-to-day life and just us in general is
2: just so beautiful to me. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's kind of, well, music, just like any other art form, it's like about how that person is going to experience it, Mm -hmm. which is uh, so cool because, like you said, everyone is going to experience it in a different way, whether we like Mm -hmm. it or not. Like the, the, the moment that we're listening to it or the words or the sounds or the lyrics or whatever the case may be will mean something different to each person who hears it. So that's always something cool to, like, think about. Like we we're talking about earlier with the sensory stuff, like the experience of the sounds or of the instrumental of the violin in the song. Who knows, like how that'll strike someone else that might not strike you. You might not even catch that you hear it. Yeah. Someone else might like be fixated on, like, "Wow, did you hear that?" Yeah, it's just so it's so cool that that the, that art in itself, when it's appreciated from different people, that the experience is still be so completely different, and they'll appreciate something that maybe you didn't even realize was a part of it.
0: Yeah. yeah seeing other people's per- perspectives is so amazing because and and uh, it can be frustrating too because you know i'm listening to this song and it's hitting me so like hard and like it, it's making me feel a certain kind of way you know and then i say hey i, I go to my wife and i'm like hey listen to the song and she listens to it and she's like <laughs> okay whatever like yeah. it's just a song and I'm just like no it's more than that <laughs> <laughs> this is more than just see, a song this is my life
2: <laughs> yeah I have that same issue not with music but with film oh my goodness film okay. like if you well cause like anything else it's an art form so mm-hmm. what I experienced from the movie or from the film you probably might not catch the same exact things yeah and so for some people that's like so frustrating it's like how do you not see like the art in this and it's yeah. just uh, it's I, tough. I
1: feel that really hard because I actually just for the first time and you can you can ostracize me all you want for the first time in my life I watched Inception uh, oh my goodness yeah I know I know <laughs> wow. like I said ostracize me all you want it's fine it's fine it's fine but I watched Inception uh, when it was on Netflix like way at the beginning of, of all of this craziness
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I love that movie but yeah. I found myself asking Jordan like a lot my husband as we were watching it I was like why is this so popular with like the I don't I'm trying not to be judgmental here with the like kind Do of it. action movie <laughs> crowd like the the you know the
2: the yeah. crowd like of people thinking.
1: yeah
2: I'll, I'll help you since you know you're an artist you don't want to judge I'm <laughs> not I can say whatever um, so, action films like Transformers, no disrespect. Yes. yes. Um, you know, it, yeah, a lot of those people resonate with Inception too, which mm-hmm. is surprising because Inception does invoke a lot of thought. Uh, like, oh, like, oh, like, how out. did this, you know, it is just, it's just. Christopher Nolan's amazing that, in that it's way. It's kind of yeah, the, it's and kind not not of the only same like Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, it's kind of the same thing. I feel like in the um emotion and the thought that Inception brings out can be the same as what, Interstellar. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not seen Interstellar,
1: but you oh also you can ask me for that. I know, I know, I know, I know. See, you said we weren't going to yell, Corin.
0: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the, that movie... You
2: I have t- to watch it. I don't I, I know, know it's on to my describe list. it. It's just,
0: the. it's so beyond just the acting and like... Mm-hmm.
2: So of that course, movie, KP, how long is that movie, bro? It's like, what, two, two and a half hours? Yeah, yeah. I, like, so. I cry during bad. that movie every time I watch it. At oh, least twice.
1: attention's But yeah. yeah, no, it's on twice. my list. I know.
2: Just, just cut it up. You can watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'll segment. break it up. You, need it. you gotta see it. You need to move that movie up to
0: like your next three movies. Right, to right. watch Because it's, it's amazing. Big ups to Matthew
2: McConaughey. Yeah. yeah so that is, that, is, that is, is an amazing movie. Yeah. yeah. I need nice. to,
1: I need to add that. And I was going to say, I, it was interesting with inception. Cause I was watching that from like a writer's perspective. And The amount of character development that went into that, and the backstory that they um, gave—I forget his name um, now—the guy with the brain that they were inside um, of—I
2: can't think of it either. Yeah, the the, the dude. We all
1: know (laughs) the the guy. I don't remember his name, but the guy. He, the the way that they kind of revealed his character and the backstory of it was so clever because it was a almost a traumatic childhood where he felt like he couldn't live up to his father's expectations and like had a lot of guilt over it. And it like Mm -hmm. the fact that they incorporated that into such an action movie blew me away. I did not expect to like it that much, but that reeled me in. I was like, dude, yes, we are here for emotional deaths.
2: And so like, that's the thing with me is like in most films, my favorite thing about film because I actually want to start writing scripts is I love dialogue, so like yeah. if the dialogue in a movie is bad, I can't fathom watching it. Mm-hmm. i just <laughs> yeah. it will not i can't watch it, which is why like, a lot of action movies just cannot hold my it's it's not stupid because that's that's wrong no, i don't know to say. it's just because it's respective it's I, just
1: i understand like if it's kind of shallow dialogue there's
0: not oh uh, i can't it won't yeah. hold me it just yep. won't hold me dialogue a dialogue is supposed to invoke thought, and I think interstellar did that very well because there's a lot of times when just by dialogue you knew if they're in a dream or not and like just by like the stuff they said or by their mannerisms like it it hints to you like oh my god they're not in reality right now they're actually in
2: a dream or
1: that's
0: cool
2: whatever have you seen memento maya
1: no I have Uh, not seen very many movies. Again, like, yell at me. We are going to see
2: We are in
0: quarantine, Maya. (laughs) Why are you not watching movies?
1: I don't know. I just, I have never been a super big movie watcher. Like, I think we talked about it in the last episode, the the, the non-episode, that I liked, (laughs) like, Wes Anderson and, like, Midnight in Paris as a child. So, like, I,
2: I... Wes Anderson t- is a beast
1: yeah I mean he's amazing I just got like super hyped because uh fantastic mr fox is streaming uh mm-hmm. and we just got disney plus and I was like yes and so I started watching yes that. I love
0: that movie that's
1: such a good movie such like good that's movie. the type of stuff I watched so all this stuff is kind of out of my genre but I'm trying to get through all of it and like kind of branch it's so out fitting
2: bit. that you that you like Wes Anderson because his films are art like it's Yep. The color palettes that he uses, it's all, yes. it's all beautiful. <laughs> have you watched um, Isle of Dogs?
0: Yes, Can I, I love that movie. I, I okay. was so I excited. Have, <laughs> don't don't spoil anything because I still have not watched that movie. Okay, anymore. it's really good. It's really is good. It, is it out on anything? Uh, I don't, I don't know it if is. it's
1: streaming. I bought it when it came out.
0: I've um, been looking for that movie since it came out because I've I wanted to watch baby. it. And I just <laughs> never watched it. I've never watched. it I don't, I don't, it in I don't know what that is. I have to check it
2: out. It's I, I a isn't it. It. Wes Anderson. It came out yeah. like
1: the year my husband and I got married. Um, oh, but I don't think okay. it was in theaters. It it just was. I think it was in select theaters, and then they released it on DVD. And I was yeah. like, "Yes, we're buying this."
0: Yeah, got gotcha. you. So I had I have to watch that.
1: Yeah that that is really good. I recommend that. I it's but, not as um it's it's very different than fantastic mr fox or like moonrise okay. kingdom which are like two of my favorites mm-hmm. but it's it's oh, good like in its own right. oh man that's such
0: a good movie
2: great movie yes great movie but oh, man. Um, wow. i'm
0: still on the topic of like movies and cliff said you know his part of movies is dialogue mm-hmm. i think my uh part of movies that i would say that i look at the most is cinematography yeah and like how movies are shot is so like it it really speaks to me because like especially with have you seen the behind the scenes of how inception was made especially no. that
1: no but i would love to
0: <laughs> that uh, um that scene where they're he's floating? running around oh. the hall uh, the hotel r- yeah. hallway and they're jump they're literally running on the roof on the doors yeah. and like fighting and all that they literally created like a whole floating set oh cool. and not only was the set moving but also the camera was moving as well
1: oh dude that's and awesome. it
0: created it created that depth and that just like realness of like okay the it's not just the room that's moving it's like well, you're moving yeah. too and it's it's just it's beautiful and i think it's
1: interesting kind of talking about the, the moving sets i watched a interview uh with the guy that played uh the the man whose name escapes us all. Um, okay, well I'm
0: looking this guy's name up. <laughs> and yeah, please,
1: uh, yeah, we need to we need to credit him appropriately. Uh, but he said that he had gone to it was his first day of filming when they filmed this scene in the bar uh, when Leonardo DiCaprio's character comes up to him and is is doing the uh, the whole routine with him where he's trying Joseph to get him
0: Gordon Levitt. Is that who you're talking about?
1: No, I'm talking no? about the the target the the guy who they were trying to uh plant the memory
0: oh Um. yeah
1: him uh i know the actor's name but I, i cannot think of uh what his name in character was but it was his first day on set and that was when they filmed the scene where the whole bar tilts to the side and you just see like the the liquid and the glass moving and he was talking okay. about how just like trippy that was because it was like their first day, like it was his first scene that he recorded and suddenly like the set starts to move and the amount of effort that went into filming that, like you're talking about the cinematography yeah, and the planning that they had to go through to set up for those scenes is just insane.
0: Yeah. I find myself now um <laughs> like watching movies or watching even videos on YouTube because there's a lot of like aspiring filmmakers on YouTube and the, from, from the editing to the cinematography, I just find myself like watching stuff and I'm like, oh wow, that was an amazing shot. Like mm-hmm. the the way they did that was just beautiful. But do so you remember the guy's name in the movie?
1: Do I like, remember his
0: character name?
1: I don't. I really don't. I know was Killian it, Murphy played him.
2: Was it Oh, it's Fisher. His name Fisher, was Fisher. Yes. That's what it was. Fisher. Fisher, oh, Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we got that that wrapped up. Finally, <laughs> finally, wins, yeah. uh, there Fisher. we go. Congrats, proper <laughs> credit right there. Yeah.
2: yeah, but yeah. And so, like on like on the point of just art in itself, like you you are an artist. Like you mm-hmm. you literally put yourself out there every time you create something. Uh, how has that process been? Once you are, you know, putting your work out, people are seeing it. Are you nervous about releasing your work ever? Has that ever been something you thought about?
1: (laughs) Holy crap, yes. Especially right (laughs) now because I'm going through the process of of editing and revising and and re-editing and re-revising this book that I'm trying to pitch. Um, And that is really terrifying. Um, I think more so than the graphic design because with that, it's... I don't want to say it's more surface level, but it's it's definitely more topical than the book that I'm writing, because in a lot of ways, I found myself like processing trauma with this book. And it's it's very, very deeply personal, like this character that I am writing about literally like I've I came up with this character when I was like 14, like I first had the idea and. he's kind of lived in the back of my head all these years and it was only just recently as I was getting my mental health under control trademark um (laughs) that I got back to writing and I was like you know I miss that guy like I think that would be a really cool story and it's gone in a really different direction than I originally planned for um but I think in a really cool one and I'm I'm excited about it, but I'm also terrified because it's, it's a thing that's really, really close to me. And it's like, in a lot of ways, yeah. in, like I'm, I'm kind of writing about myself, but like in a, <laughs> want to say like a power fantasy, but kind of like a power fantasy of like, it's a way to, to process all of it and, and work through it, but also wow. telling like a good story.
0: That's awesome. That is, well, I'm interested. That is. Yeah. And I, I have a kind of like a an in because you sent <laughs> Leah the unedited or is that how many that, that edits is, is that?
1: That is three revisions in. it's just okay. basically missing the polish. And also there are some like half sentences because I was editing <laughs> that stupid thing at like three in the morning half the time. And because that's when, I mean, that's when I work best. But also yeah. I, it was three in the morning. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of mess in there yet, but I'm, I'm going through and it's not taking as much to polish. Like the bones are there and it's just the, the, the spit shine that I need to add. Well,
0: that's great. I mean, I I hope, I hope everything goes well with that. You you said you're, you're doing, you're going for a publisher, correct?
1: It trying after there's a, there's a thing on Twitter that they do quarterly and it's, it's called pit mad. So all day, uh, literary agents will be on Twitter, watching this hashtag um, and, and you'll hashtag with like the appropriate genre for your book and you basically give them like an elevator pitch like 35 words you know however many characters Twitter allows and if an agent likes your tweet um, that means that they want to see more and so then you have to like go and send the, the manuscript to them if it's someone you think you want to work with um so it's kind of like really cool yeah it's it's like a really fast-paced way to kind of like network like like we've been talking about kind of like a fast-paced way to network with agents but if that falls (laughs) through i will probably try querying like the traditional way
2: okay
0: yeah well i'm glad
2: that you you're deciding to put this out i'm glad that you're you know creating more things to to put yourself out there more because uh you know, this is, I think now is the best time with the quarantine. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people bored. who are, yeah, everybody's either bored or they're uh, on the fence about creating something and wanting to put it out and mm-hmm. they just haven't made the jump yet.
0: And, uh, and like Maya like Maya has said too, which I think is v- extremely important that these creative outlets can be so healing and therapeutic mm-hmm. to everyone's mental health. So, if you're thinking about doing something creative, whether it be anything, anything creative, any, if, it's, if it's a creative work, do it. If, if that's something you want to try, just like go for it because yeah. these all these kinds of creative works can be so like therapeutic and like just so good for your day-to-day mental health. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, is that like something that you would say as well? Yeah,
1: I think and I think, too, like, don't be afraid for it to be messy and to be bad at first, because it will be like it very definitely will be Um, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, you can kind of see that if you if you go way, 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 way back on my business profile, uh, like I've got my art up there, like back when I was just illustrating, um, (laughs) like in the in the background, and it was kind of just a hobby at that point. And it's not great. (laughs) but like let it be bad go nuts get crazy like have fun while you're doing it don't put so much pressure on yourself for it to be like perfect and and like someone who's been doing it for several years just do it and that's the that's the way you get better
0: and it shows growth too because Mm -hmm. I mean we we can go back to the pilot episode of this podcast and (laughs) come to like the last four episodes that we've done and me personally I think we've we've come a long way so
2: yeah honestly it's been fun every step of the way too yeah, like, i exactly. enjoyed every making every single one of them and so like, i'm sure most people will feel like that too when they start trying new things out and like you said you're, gonna, you're going to be bad in the beginning like <laughs> we have yeah. to just accept that um, I, I think that we should take advantage of the time in the beginning where we're learning and the expectations are low i don't think people look at it that way like the expectations are low so if you are constantly ex- exceeding that and that's amazing. Like mm-hmm. it's like the expectations we set for ourselves are usually so high yeah. as they should be. But like, we feel as if, Oh, we failed if we don't hit it. But lo and behold, like you're actually progressing a lot. It's just, you're not looking at it that way. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Like learn from the um, mess, just exactly. let it be weird. Let it be crazy and, and learn from all of the mistakes that you might make along the way.
2: Yeah. yeah. Enjoy the process. And
0: before we wrap up here too, uh I want to shout out Maya because our beautiful album cover that you see all the time when you click on this podcast and our logo was made by yours truly Maya which is hey. I love it so much it's it's so awesome.
1: I'm glad that's like the best thing to hear from a client. So Yes, absolutely <laughs> We're happy. amazing.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually I'm starting to try to make, like make stickers and like make more like merch i guess mm-hmm. you know that's in the future but i'm we're thinking about it um and everyone that i've showed our logo to is just like like for, the first question is what is this and i'm like oh it's my logo and like wow it's like you know I, i've gotten so many wows and like wow i, th- I thought this was oh. like an actual business and i'm like well yeah it is it's our podcast. i mean it is that's kind of why i have a logo wow that's really rude <laughs> <laughs> but like just like people think it's so like professional and I'm like yeah just because we're a professional
2: business <laughs> it's because <Aww>. it is. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>
1: exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah i guess I, like i'm so happy that you're you're still finding opportunities right now and well more than just finding you are flourishing in them <laughs> and i cannot wait to see uh, how this this mural works out i'm yeah. sure it's going to be amazing yeah.
1: uh everybody like go to my instagram i'll definitely be posting a lot about it it's up my paintbrush is up in my stories right now so check it out like we we're gonna be going at this mural here pretty soon it's i think it's gonna happen a lot faster than. yeah and ready for all it.
0: all the links will be in the description so you can follow her along her mural journey this, Yeah, i can't wait
2: absolutely
1: Watch me get covered in paint and, <laughs> and draw big letters <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right well maya thank you so much for coming back again uh shout out to the the episode that no one heard that, episode <laughs> that never happened shout out to that uh thank you for coming back on with us again and, and telling your story because you, you're full of so many new perspectives and things that we never thought about um please continue to keep creating we, we're loving seeing the work that you're making you guys be sure it. to go follow her hold on on instagram because i got <laughs> you guys we gotta shout this out <laughs> you'll see her work it's amazing all right, all right. Make sure you go follow her Instagram at m3.creative. It's E-M-T-H-R-E-E.creative. Please go follow and look at her work. It's, it, it is absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on again.
2: Yeah. For sure. For sure. Our pleasure. Okay, P, we're going to say something else. You can, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm good now. <laughs> I'm,
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I don't I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, wow. You lost the thought. You didn't write it down <laughs> yeah, on a sticky note. It. Come on, dude. Yeah, I
2: know. I didn't have time to write it on a sticky note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, thank you guys for checking out another episode of Responsible Irresponsible. Again, big thank you to Mike for coming on with us. And until next time, we'll see you guys. Peace.